The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host or guest. Any content provided by the host or guest is an exercise to disseminate information and is not intended to malign, harm, defame, speak ill of any ethnic group, clubs, religions, fraternities, organizations, and or any persons. The guests or hosts are exercising their right to the freedom of, of expression, which includes the right to speak and receive, as well as to impart information and ideas of all kinds. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time in your day to hit that uh, play button. I have uh, really wanted to do a show today dealing with uh, death or, as we call it, transition. Um, the last few months have been uh, very difficult, only for uh, not only for me, but for a lot of people in my family uh, uh, and family circle. And I'm sure for uh, anyone who listens to this podcast, we had about uh, five people that made their transition. So I wanted to dedicate this podcast today to the ones who are no longer here, known and unknown, which also include uh, my ancestors. Book six of the Mahabharata, if I pronounce that correctly. And uh, I think it was uh, apropos for today. Uh, you know, we always think about our emotions and how to uh, witness them and to uh, master them. But of course, just like with anything else, it's, it's difficult. But this is just a uh, uh, podcast that, that I had on my heart to do. Uh, this is dedicated to my father, my grandparents, and uh, all my other loved ones who are no longer here. Airing other podcasts for today. Um, it's something to think about. Uh, you can digest it however you want to digest it or don't di- digest it at all. Uh, or come back later. And, and uh, you might be in a different headspace or a different vibration to get the gist of the conversation or the, the talk. Um as the saying goes, you can eat the meat and throw away the bone. Or if you choose, you can eat the plant, eat the leaves, and throw away the stem. Whatever you may choose. The Bhagavad Gita, when translated from the Sanskrit, comes up with Song of God, an episode recorded in the great Sanskrit poem of the Hindus, the Mahabharata. It occupies chapter 23 to 40 of book 6 of the Mahabharata and is composed in the form of a dialogue between Prince Arjuna and Krishna, an avatar incarnation of the god Vishnu, composed perhaps in the 1st or 2nd century CE. It is commonly known as the Gita. My question is this, was Arjuna's problem delusional due to sorrow born out of excessive attachment? And if you remember the story, if I can uh, recollect it, it talks about how Arjuna was to uh, be admitted into this war, this battlefield. His enemies were uh, friends, relatives, and people that he knew. And of course, he felt sorrow and grief in that kind of situation. Was the sorrow or Arjuna illegitimate? That's the question. As one should not be sad over what is factual, and what can't be changed. The ones you love will depart through the war or by a natural process. One's nature is that of consciousness, Atman or Brahma, 
and it has no birth. Hence, no death, and is always available. It's not limited by space or time. Was Arjuna being emotionally immature? Something to think about. Krishna said in chapter 75, verse 3 of the Mahabharata, those who make me their refuge, that inner me who strives for liberation, to be free of all fears, they realize the supreme spirit, which is their own real self, end quote. Our beloved one's physical body may be gone, but where is that supreme self? Where is their consciousness? So basically, in the Mahabharata, Krishna teaches that one can kill only the body. I think that was the main point. The soul is is immortal. The grief is 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 over the physical body, which is understandable, of course. At death, the soul is reborn in another body. Or for those who have fully grasped true teachings, it is, it achieves a release or moksha or extension or extinct extinction, which is nirvana. Moksha is M-O-K-S-H-A. That is uh, freedom from the will of rebirth. Uh, it took me about some time to learn my true nature is uh, a spiritual consciousness. The soul is immortal, which is that spiritual consciousness. The absolute truth comes from one source, and that source is that supreme spiritual consciousness. Once you have experienced that truth, it cannot be explained in words. This, my friend, is a veil all by itself. So really, us physically trying to protect spiritual knowledge is probably just an exercise, but nature protects it like a law all by itself as a veil, but it's dealing with consciousness. So a lot of the things that we do not see physically, we don't believe it exists or it takes place or happens because it's invisible to our eyes. But you know, when we have our own quiet time, we can become sensitive or open portals to have spiritual experiences through rituals. And that's the other half of the word spiritual is ritual, the suffix. In Freemasonry, we have a teaching that asks, who are you and where are you from? And the only one that can answer that question is you because you have to tap into that supreme self. So where did my dad and grandparents come from spiritually and then materially? And when you go and look at or just record nature, you will see and hopefully realize that nature is always there to recycle the physical body. And in that recyclement, it puts back the use of that material in another form. But what about that you? We can't physically see, right? What is that you that we can't see? What is that that I cannot see from our father? Not the physical, but it's true nature. How does nature recycle your consciousness? That is probably the number one question on the planet by some. So if nature recycles your consciousness, so if nature recycles your consciousness, what or how does it put it back to use in nature? As we know, no science cannot answer this question. It is ignored. It is up to the individual to seek these answers. And one thing Freemasonry does is help you to seek these answers. It may suggest an answer, but it's really up to you to go look and find it yourself. Well, you at least have that freedom to do that. I often ask when I think of my meditations and things of that nature, 
um, when my father was born, where did he come from? Who was the operator of his physical body? And I know a lot of people have heard the quote, he that have ears to hear, let them hear. Volume Sacred Lord, chapter 6, verse 10. If you don't know what I'm talking about, are your ears circumcised? And let me go over that a little bit. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. End quote. Volume Sacred Lord. Uncircumcised as in you no longer or you cut off listening to the voice of the outside, but you are listening to the supreme self inside. You have to listen to your own divine nature, which will lead you to the, these answers. Basically, having a circumcised ear means that you have to block out or tile everything else outside of you and go within to obtain understanding, knowledge, and wisdom which will lead you to the answers of, of uh, some of these questions. But when you receive these answers, it's difficult to communicate the answers to somebody else. So it's wrapped up into your mystical experiences. That is, there is no language to communicate the experience in, if it's a true mystical experience. Otherwise, and that could be just a, 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 a another form of a lesson or insight. But this was basically a little talk about uh, what happens to the consciousness after transition. Where does it go? Where did it come from before it went into the physical material, the physical body? And of course, we probably be answering these questions for the rest of our lives and the next life and the next life until we get understanding or overstanding. But this little talk, a little discussion was I think needed for the people I know who need to hear it. And of course, for myself, because before I even started to do this or wanted to have the will to do this, I thought about it for weeks at a time, but wasn't sure how to uh, transcribe it. But like with most things, they have to come from the heart. So this one came from the heart. This is for my father, my grandparents, uncles and aunties who are no longer here and all the rest of my relatives who are known and unknown. And I would like to go out on this. There is no such thing as separateness. Until next time, Fiat Lux.